Conflict resolution strategies allow you to increase workplace productivity by mitigating conflict when it first occurs. They also allow you to improve morale and teamwork within the workplace. Developing the skills and mastering the process of resolving conflicts takes time and practice. In this video, we will consider why conflict resolution is so important in the workplace and the steps you can take to quickly resolve conflicts when they arise. What is conflict resolution? Conflict resolution is the process of resolving a dispute between two or more people. Conflict can occur between individual co-workers, between managers, between a manager and a member of their team, or between a service provider and a customer or client. It can also occur between groups of people, such as between management and their workforce, or between entire departments. When a dispute arises, the best course of action is to use negotiation to resolve the problem. Through negotiation, you can resolve the problem quickly, identify a solution all parties agree to, and improve the relationship between the groups in conflict. So why is conflict resolution so important? It's essential in maintaining a productive workforce and a high workplace morale. Through conflict resolution, you can understand more about the ideas, backgrounds and beliefs of another person and gain a new perspective that may even change your own. You can better ensure that relationships continue and grow in the future and find peaceful solutions to everyday challenges and put valuable resources like time, energy, reputation and motivation to better use in the workplace. So how can we resolve conflict in the workplace? Here are some steps that we can use. Number one, understand the conflict. Before you begin communicating with the other party, fully understand your position in the conflict and the position of the other party. It's also important to clarify your own interests and those of the other person. Think about what it is that you really care about in the conflict, what your concerns are and what you'd like to see happen. Go through the same exercise thinking about the conflict from the other party's perspective. Think through what agreements you might be able to reach. 2. Explore alternatives. In some cases, the parties are not able to reach an agreeable solution in a conflict. You need to take this into consideration before you sit down with the other party to resolve the issue. Think about at what point you'll walk away from the conflict and what you'll do if you can't reach an agreement. Then, when you're brainstorming possible resolutions to the conflict, you can compare each of these solutions to the best alternative that you've already decided upon and rapidly determine if the new solution is better. The third step is to find a private, neutral place. It's important to find a quiet, neutral location where you can discuss the conflict in private, because the goal, ultimately, is to eliminate tension, and a private location is essential. A manager's office or even a conference room may work well if you can close the doors and speak privately without being interrupted. This should never be done in public or in front of anyone who is not involved. Fourth step is to communicate both sides. Once you have thought through your interests and those of the other party and have located a private neutral place in which you can speak, it's time to communicate with one another directly. And there are some ways you can make the most of this chance to communicate. Think about the way the interaction is going to play out. 
Firstly, be an active listener. Listen actively, rephrasing the statement in your own words to ensure you fully understand what the other party is saying. For example, you could start with, so you're saying that, uh, did I understand you correctly? Let everyone participate. If there are multiple parties involved in the conversation, allow everyone who wants to contribute to do so. People who participate will have a say in how the conflict is resolved and will be helpful in identifying a solution. Avoid forming assumptions. Keep an open mind, asking questions and gathering information so that you fully understand each position. And remain calm, even if the other party becomes emotional. You may even want to apologise if it's warranted. Sometimes that helps diffuse the situation. And be aware of body language. of your body language as you're conveying information to the other party without even having to speak. You want to project calmness and open-mindedness. Some of the ways you can try and do this are by maintaining eye contact, being conscious of your expression, using a neutral tone with a moderate speed and volume, and avoiding using words that imply an absolute, such as always or never in trying to resolve the conflict is to identify a common goal. In this step, both parties agree on the desired outcome for the conflict. Once everyone has moved past the root cause of the problem, they often discover that they're working towards the same goal. They just have different opinions on how to reach that goal. Discuss what you'd like to see happen and what your interests are. Invite the other party to do the same. And once you've identified the common goal, you can start working towards a resolution. If the issue is still not resolved, you can use a third party mediator. As a leader, this might sometimes be your role in conflict between managers, or a manager may play this role for his team members. Or it could be someone from HR who can step in from outside the situation and offer their professional mediation skills. In some instances, external mediators are needed depending on the level of communication breakdown and the seriousness of the conflict. A neutral third party, whom everyone trusts, to be fair, can help ensure both parties understand one another fully and, if necessary, continually remind everyone of the ultimate goal so that the conversation and brainstorming sessions remain productive and respectful. Of course, as a leader, this is what makes it so important that the people in your organisation do trust you. If you are the mediator in a conflict situation, you should listen to both sides and explain their positions to each other. Try and find common interests between the two parties and keep them focused, respectful and reasonable. And finally, look for solutions that would be considered a win-win for both parties. If you feel that you fully understand the conflict, the interests of each party, and the common goal for all parties, you can start thinking about possible solutions. Try to come up with as many ideas as possible. Brainstorm win-win solutions or compromises that all parties can agree to. And discuss each idea. Consider what's involved and whether the idea involves other people who should be consulted. If an idea can't be used, discuss why it won't work. 
If the conflict is between you and someone who works under you, use their ideas first to increase the personal commitment on their part and make them feel heard. And finally, agree on a plan of action. Identify different solutions that both you and the other party can accept and see where there is common ground. Ideally, you would identify a solution that's a win-win for everyone involved. However, if that isn't possible, look for an idea that everyone can agree with and commit to. Getting commitment and ownership of the mutual decision is vital. Nobody should leave the room feeling like they've lost. If you have been the moderator in this process, remember to check back with the parties involved at an agreed time. Just to check how your agreed plan of action is going and take a temperature check. Nobody likes to work in an environment characterised by conflict. As a leader, you should be especially cognisant of this and not only not be the cause of conflict, but demonstrate your skills at resolving conflict and building a corporate culture of trust and collaboration.